Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right, so if you know anything about me, you know that I am going to be so freaking excited to record this podcast episode. I wonder why. Right? About schools needing to be more like sports. I feel like everything I talk about in life, I have some sort of sports metaphor for how like it's a life lesson or a lesson learned or whatever. Like there's sports ties into everything. And I actually posted this on Instagram the other day, side note, if you're not following us on Instagram, go over to EB academics and go follow us. Um, but I was posting something, how will won his first trophy, not one, but it was like a participation trophy at his, his golf camp. Um, but like, he just loves golf. And I was just reflecting on of how thankful I am that sports were such a huge part of my life because they taught me so many just skills like life skills that have carried through into adulthood. And as a teacher too, that I didn't even realize was happening at the time until I sat back and reflected. Um, so if you don't have, you know, sports in your life, the way that I did, um, I think that this podcast episode is going to be really helpful for you in terms of just looking at, um, what you're doing in your classroom. through like a different lens and a different perspective. So even if you hate sports, you know what I mean? I still think that this is going to be really beneficial to you. Um, so with that being said, let's start off with saying like school should be more like sports like baseline comment. And I want you to think about it, right? In sports, there are games. We have practices, but then there are games, right? And games are played in front of audiences. Games are high stakes, right? Games where players show up, they give their all, they leave it all on the court. We're talking about, you know, team efforts. Like it is a very different experience being in a game versus being at practice. And it seems like schools traditionally are run more like practice. It's like one practice after the other, after the other, after the other, every single day is kind of like practice. There's never necessarily like this game to look forward to, not like a game, like we're playing games in class, but like that high stakes moment or that thing that we're all working toward every single day at practice, right? That doesn't necessarily exist in a way for students to demonstrate what they're made of, right. Or to apply everything that they've been learning at practice. I think this is also applicable to like theater, right. Students rehearse and then they have their actual show. So it's like that same concept, but that's not happening necessarily in like the traditional school setting. And I think, you know, that's not really fun, right. If we're just practicing, 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 it's like, well, there's never an opportunity to play a game. And so I want you to ask yourself this question, like when do your students get to play a game? Or is it constantly practice at your school? And I think it's a great question to ask, right? And we talk about this all the time. The quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions that we ask. So if it is run like a game or like a practice rather, what an interesting thing to think about, right? Because in sports, I don't know about you or theater or whatever, like 
we look forward to the, like, that's why we go to practice is to get ready and be prepared for these games, right? Our emotions are heightened. We're more invested in the outcome. And we often look back on certain games in our lives. I remember very specific games from my high school basketball careers. And I, I remember them with like very, very vivid detail, you know, 100%. And when we were gathering the notes for this episode, like this made me think of Jameson, my oldest son, like he is a sports fanatic. He plays every sport there is. And recently he and I were talking and he was like, mom, remember that basketball game from last year? And it was like, I knew exactly which game he meant. And it was this one game where, I mean, this was third grade sports, right? And his team, like they didn't win too many games, but this particular game, it went into double overtime. It like kept getting tied and then back and forth. And it was just like the most exciting game I've ever watched aside from like giants world series games. Like I was invested. He was invested. He was like, mom, remember Cole passed me the ball. And then I got fouled and I made the shot. And then Sebastian had that one three pointer. Like he knew every little detail, right? (laughs) He couldn't tell me anything about his practices, but that game meant something to him. It was a peak experience for him as an eight-year-old at the time. Right. But like Caitlin said earlier, when do your students get to peak at school? When do they get to experience those heightened emotions of excitement and just being all in, all invested when they're invested so much in the outcome of a school project or an experience that they can recall that event, just like Jameson did months later with like ridiculously vivid detail. When we think about it, like more often than not, our students don't get to experience those peaks unless our school is like purposefully orchestrating them, right? Like think about homecoming games in high school or maybe even in middle school or a certain dance or graduation, right? The spring musical, those are heightened experiences that students are always going to remember. That's like their game. But what if you as the teacher could create those peak or memorable experiences for your students by elevating what you're already doing in the classroom? And I want to share an example of what this looked like for me in high school, and it might spark some ideas for you. So my sophomore year of high school, like every class read the Lord of the Flies. Did you have to read that Caitlin? Yes. And I taught it too. When I taught high school. Yeah. I mean, it's a great book, right? I loved it. Yeah. If I think back now though, I can maybe name some of the characters, but I don't remember so, so many details from the book itself. What I remember from sophomore year with Mrs. DiBenedetti is that we participated in a human nature trial. Like we read the book, we all had different characters that we had to be or different roles that we had to be like lawyers. Right. And we put the characters on trial in that book and it was so much fun. Like, and I, years later, like I've come to realize like a lot of schools actually do this. I was telling it to my husband though. And he was like, no, I never did that in high school. That sounds like so much fun. I was like, well, it was. And maybe because like, even in high school, I knew I wanted to be an English teacher. So I was like really paying attention. Like I'm going to use this someday somehow with my own students. Right. But it was just this amazing experience. Like I remember my friend, Michelle, she got to play the role of mother Teresa and she came in costume. And like, I can't remember if she was on the defense or prosecution side now. I would think, I don't even know, but anyway, (laughs) like she was that character. And I like, remember what she wore. And I remember that Paul was the prosecuting lawyer and he showed up in like a suit and tie. And I just, it was so fun. 
and we had to apply evidence from the text, right? And we had a jury and it wasn't just like our peers. It was a group of teachers that gave up their prep period and came in and listened to the trial. And years later, yeah, I did take those concepts. And with my fourth graders, I did a mock trial with the three little pigs, right? Very, very different, but it was so much fun. And it made such an impact on me as a student. And then later on as an educator, where we really got to analyze the evidence in a real big peak experience. We weren't just reading the book and discussing it. It was a full on trial. Like think about that, how years mm-hmm. later, here I am 20 something years out of high school. And I can still remember that. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> That's so true. I love it. I actually never got to do a mock trial, although some of the other classes did in high school. And I remember being like, come on, Mr. Yeager. Like, are we going to get right? <laughs> come um, on. And we and talking about mock, mock trials, you know, we actually have a very detailed podcast episode about how to use mock trials to help your students master the standards. So we won't go into detail about it now because we already did that. That's episode 158 of the teaching middle school ELA podcast. So if you want to like learn more about mock trials, et cetera, um, definitely go listen to that one, because I think that that's a great opportunity to start to bring this concept of creating game like moments for your students in your class, right? It's all about creating those moments intentionally that they get to remember. In fact, we read a book that was fantastic recently all about this. It's called the power of moments. And we'll include a link to that in the show notes for you as well. It's a fantastic book and it actually gets your wheels turning of how can I intentionally create these spectacular moments, not just for my students, but like for my children or for my friends or for events in life that like, if you look back on the, the sequence of events in your life, like you remember moments, right? You remember very specific moments for certain reasons. And so how can we get to bring that into our classrooms for our students? And a lot of our EB teachers in our community are doing, you know, these mock trials with their students and just really pleased with seeing what their students are able to produce and how they show up um, in the classroom. And one of our teachers, Samantha, was talking about doing Lamb to Slaughter that has our mock trial resource as a part of it. And she said that she's doing it with her seventh and eighth graders and that she talked to the county clerk and reserved a courtroom for the kids to go do the trial in. So like, think about that. She's going to have a judge come in and a DA and the county clerk come in and speak to the kids. And so now it's become this whole like field trip event that the fifth and sixth graders are going to come watch. Like that is a spectacular moment that I guarantee 20 years later, 25 years later, you know, students aren't going to remember what Miss Samantha said every day in class. They're not going to remember the monotony of like whatever they were doing every day on a consistent basis, their practice. They're going to remember that game like moment that she got to create for them. Right. Um, so I think it's really cool. And she also was mentioning how, and I love this too, like taking it to the next level. So be thinking about this for yourselves as well, that she is also considering having like a media group come in too. So like a photographer and a sketch artist and a newspaper journalist and have one journalist in favor of the defense and one journalist in favor of the prosecution. And so it's like so cool now. Okay. This is like a real world experience, right? If I'm a student who maybe hasn't been exposed to those types of jobs, those types of professions that exist. Now I'm looking at, I'm like, dang, maybe I want to be a lawyer, right? Maybe I want to be a defense lawyer or prosecution, whatever it is this teacher is opening up their eyes through this one very particular moment that she is intentionally creating for her students. And I just think that that's so powerful. And like, yes, Samantha absolutely did have to put some of her time and energy into this by reaching out to the County clerk. Is she absolutely going to have to, you know, 
prep for this event that she's created for her students a hundred percent, but she's creating this authentic learning experience for them. You know, it's absolutely worth it in the end. I think about, you know, being a coach, you know, I coached high school basketball for years and it's like, we spend all that time at practice right? Every single day at practice, working hard, busting our butts, you know, like doing the best that we can laying it all on the line, all of the hours that we commit to that. That's what we're doing in the classroom, right? Every single day with our students. And now we have the opportunity to create that game-like situation for them where it's like all of that hard work you feel like pays off. So it's almost more for me, that was always like the reward as the coach was going into the game and seeing like all of the things that we worked on together, all of the plays, the fact that we did all of these drills, the fact that I made them run so much that we were in better shape than the other team and we can beat them down the line to, you know, get buckets and fast. Uh, oh my gosh. Why can't I remember what they are? Fast breaks. Thank you. I had total brain fart fast breaks. You know what I mean? Like there are certain skills that you worked on in practice time and time and time again, but you don't really get to see them blossom until you're in that game-like situation. So a hundred percent. It is absolutely worth the work that goes into it as a teacher to create this moment for your students. I love that. And it's true. Like with Samantha, with her students, right? Yes. They're reading a text. They probably have to read anyway, right? Lamb to the slaughter. And they're practicing key ELA standards that they're going to have to practice all year long. But here they get to apply that knowledge into the real world. They get to have that memorable, vivid experience. And it goes just beyond that, right? I think she said she has seventh and eighth graders, right? Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. What about those fifth and sixth graders that she's bringing along on the field trip, right? They're getting to come watch. And now they're like, I get to do this when I'm in seventh and eighth grade. They're already looking forward to that. You're kind of creating this tradition if that's what you choose to do in your school. So I just love that it's like there's ripple effects beyond just your classroom. Yeah. Yeah. So cool that here's Samantha treating an academic experience more like sports. Right. And it ensures that like Caitlin said, students aren't just always going to practice after practice, but they're getting a chance to show up. The Mm -hmm. stakes are higher. It's authentic. Like you're taking it to the next level for sure. And I want to say one other thing that's, I think really cool about this is schools being more like sports. You know, when you have a group of people working toward a common goal, you become a team, right? You have this common goal. You become this collective whole, right? As opposed to in class. And I I tried to avoid this. And I think, again, this comes from my experience in sports and my experience being a coach is I treated my classes like teams working toward a common goal together, whether that was, we were all working toward a certain average percentage on our vocabulary tests, or whether that was working toward, you know, our music video projects that we were all producing together, or whether or not that was working toward our classroom management strategy that I share 15 minutes. Like when you're a part of something that feels bigger than yourself, it becomes really powerful. And so when we create that team-like environment that we're all working hard, we're learning all these different skills together to go to this one event that we're going to put on for the fifth and sixth graders and that we all get to be involved in, it becomes so much more like you become so much more a part of something. Like it's just, it's, it's different. It feels different. It feels deeper. It feels more connected. I mean, talking about classroom community and connection, what better way to do that than to treat your team, your classroom, like a team, right? I mean, think about it. I know you played sports as well. Mm -hmm. The people that I felt closest to were my teammates, like 
period. There was no comparison. You know what I mean? How can we create that experience for our students in our classrooms? And so I want you to think about, you know, what can you do this school year? Because we're talking about this in September. It's the beginning of the year. You have so much more time to create these moments for your kids. What can you do this school year to make sport school more like sports? You know, how can you create more authentic learning opportunities where students are really invested in the outcome? They show up with their A game, right? They work toward that goal together. And it doesn't have to be something crazy, you know, like what lessons do you already have planned that perhaps you could finagle a little something to just make it more memorable, to make it more of a moment. You know, do you implement a mock trial with a particular short story you're planning to read with your students? Can you invite your admin or other teachers or even members of the community to come listen to presentations that your students are inevitably going to do, right? And that raises the stakes. Okay, if students are writing narratives or creative pieces, you can obviously with their permission, have them share during a publishing party with an audience that you invite. You know, could a final assessment be like a movie that students create to show their learning? And then you can transform your classroom into a movie theater and bring, you know, popcorn for the premiere of their films, or you're maybe doing like a project-based activity. Could students present their projects in front of a panel? of community members. So they get that, you know, experience of fielding questions in an authentic setting, which is actually something that some of our teachers did with our project-based learning bundle of building a business. That's part of our EB teachers club, right? Or if you're reading a story that involves a crime like Lambda Slaughter or the landlady, and then there were none or chasing Lincoln's killer, could you reach out to your local law enforcement? Could you have a guest speaker who's willing to come into your class before the literature unit begins and speak to them about finding like relevant, relevant evidence? Like how cool would that be for your students? And so I want you to think about, you know, you don't necessarily have to go above and beyond and make this like this crazy thing. If you don't want to, if you want to, by all means, go do that, you know, but what do you already have planned for this school year that you can just tweak a tiny little bit to turn into that memorable, memorable event that really elevates the excitement for your students. And I want you to remember, you know, if you're an EB teachers club member, if you're familiar with EB, or even if you're not like one of our core values is the wow factor. And we really strive to make those lessons memorable for students, engaging for their, for your students, the kind of lesson that creates these moments for them that 20 years from now, they'll be like, Oh man, I remember I did that like grammar pool party thing. Like I don't totally remember everything, but I remember doing like some pool party themed grammar activity in eighth grade, you know, like those are the kinds of lessons that stick with them for their lifetime. Not even like five years from now, 10 years from now, but when they're 50 or however old we are at this point, sharing in a podcast episode years later, how much of an impact that made in your life, you know? I just love that. So if you're interested in learning more about the EB Teachers Club, I'll include a link for you where you are listening in the um, show notes as well so that you can request an invite to join our membership. We have, gosh, over 3,700 teachers around the world who are a part of our remarkable community. Um, and this is one of the things that we do that we really focus on with them is creating moments for our students. Uh, so thank you so much, you guys, for joining us for today's podcast episode. Schools need to be more like sports. And I think that when we put on that lens, we're going to create just incredible experiences for our students and quite frankly, for ourselves. All right, you guys, thanks so much for joining us this week and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Everybody.